0: Everybody and welcome to Between Plays Stock Market Strategies. Today we have with us CEO P.I. Levy of Deep South Resources, Inc. How are you doing today, P.I.? Very well, and you? I'm doing really well, actually. I mean, look, the, I'm, I'm in Montreal over here, and the weather is not too nice today. thought we are going to have plus five all week, and we have minus 15 today. So it's just not how what I was expecting, you know. I think I'll let the afternoon walk uh, not happen today. <laughs> just wait for tomorrow
1: i'm not against the snow i'm a skier so
0: <laughs> ah there you go there you go okay we like the snow but maybe not minus 30 or minus 20. Ah, that's true <laughs> all right that's good that's good i understand what you're saying uh Pi, you know what um n- naturally uh we, we should talk about the company but before we get into that uh i'd like to introduce the ceo and have all of the uh, viewers out there know a little bit of your background and uh what you're about basically so is it possible to uh, just give us a little bit of your history?
1: Yep. Well, first, I'm not a, a geologist or a you know, technical guy. I'm uh, my background is finance. I was a stockbroker and an, an investment banker in large firms in uh, in Montreal. Uh, that's where I started raising funds for exploration project. And since the mid '90s, I took over management of one exploration company, and uh, I'm since the mid 90s i'm uh, heading uh, exploration companies listed on stock exchange i'm sitting on boards of these companies also and uh, most of my activities since 1996 was uh, in mainly in namibia and south africa Uh, i didn't do any deal really in quebec my main uh, area of expertise is really the southern part of africa including namibia south africa uh, uh, Botswana Zambia so that that's my turf it's a okay. bit strange but that's the way it is so i have a, a very serious network in that part of the world
0: okay okay all right interesting and now deep south resources um this is um uh, this company uh, naturally um your the minings uh, that you have the claims that you have it's it's uh, out of what you're saying your turf it's out of
1: that section of the world it's in Namibia, in Namibia, uh, and in Zambia, uh, and in Zambia. Yeah, Deep, deep South Resources, hold a, well, was holding a pretty large uh, exploration license in the south of Namibia, which is a copper, you a copper, uh, you know, copper exploration license. Okay, uh, on which there was quite a lot of work being done over time from Rio Tinto, Falcon Bridge, Tech Resources. You know, many majors went yeah, over big names it yeah. because it's, it's a huge tonnage. Okay low grade uh, large tonnage so uh, that has attracted quite a lot of attention okay and what there's a, there's an
0: interesting i don't even know how to put that really but there's an interesting something that i would really like for you to get into uh that we spoke about um that maybe investors should be listening uh, because there seems to be an opportunity on the rise you know and um maybe you can get into a little bit and it has to do with some kind of some some kind of legal something. And uh, you know what? You go into that. Let's let the investors hear.
1: Well, it's pretty simple. In June 2021, we were having five drills on site, 60 employees. Uh, We were starting some metallurgical test work in Australia with one ton of samples. We were having four scoping studies on the way uh and with a, a large engineering firm and then the uh, ministry of mines informed us that they were not renewing our our exploration license and this is where the ministry of mines were exactly in namibia in namibia okay and they yeah, uh, just decided
0: uh, that they weren't just gonna they were that's it that was that, that yeah. was
1: enough yeah and, Interesting. and they, they did they did say at the time that we uh, have not carried out substantial exploration work and we have not completed a pre-feasibility study okay we showed them two things. first, we uh, we have invested more money than what we have proposed because you renew the license every two years and every two years you have to propose a program, and we have invested fifty percent more than what proposed uh, you know at the start of the tenure. Okay. And uh, we also uh, uh, we have informed them pretty early in the you know in in the tenure that finally we were not to complete a pre-feasibility study, but we were switching to a feasibility study. Okay. And uh, in our case, it was possible to do that, to fast track to feasibility study for uh, a certain number of reasons. First, our database is huge. We have 70,000 meters of drilling, all the cores on site. We have a lot of metallurgical work that has been done over time. We have all the data, all the reports on that. Uh, even uh, in the 90s, there was a feasibility study done by MinProc, so very serious material. So with all of this together, and knowing what the extraction technology we were focusing on, yes. it was possible to switch to a feasibility study. So that's what we decided to do. And they were informed every three months in our quarterly report, we were telling that to them. And it's like if it was not existing. So they just pulled the plug on the license and we had to walk away. So the first step was to go in high court to request a, an injunction on the project to prevent the ministry to issue the license to anyone else and uh, which has been accepted by the court and then the second step was to request a uh, review of the decision of the minister by the court which has gone on you know it's a court case that went from the end of July 2021 to uh, recently the verdict went out came out on uh, uh, on March 10th Okay? okay so it was pretty long procedure but one thing which is very important is it in two things are very important. The first thing is that in October, there was a quite large scandal hitting the press in Namibia, whereby the mining commissioner, the technical advisor of the minister, and a company called Orange River Mining, held by the cousin of the technical advisor of the minister, oh, okay. have hijacked a lithium project from a Namibian company. They turned around and they sold the project to a Chinese group. Whoa. And uh, for four million dollars US, and there was allegation that the technical advisor and the mining commissioner has received some have received some money out of that. Okay. So they are the same individuals and the same company involved in the the our situation because we found that Orange River Mining has also applied on a license for our project. Uh, it was partially hidden in the system, so we have not been able to see it very easily. Okay. and uh, uh, so it was the same actors, okay? So uh, that changed the the picture for us because it was showing that we have been trapped into something that had nothing to do with what we have done on site. okay uh, The court, the judge was not able to take that in consideration because it was it came after the case was closed, okay? We were just awaiting the verdict, right. But I think it had a certain influence. and. Since then, the Minister of Mines has turned around and uh, you know he has really worked on doing a major cleanup and reorganizing the uh, the uh, license. I think he's doing a good job, you know, reorganizing the way license will be uh, granted and so on. Okay. And uh, the other thing is that the the verdict has been in our favor in the sense that the the judge set aside the decision of the Minister in saying that, It's not a mandate of his court to uh, grant a license, but uh, uh, he ordered the minister to reopen the application procedure of 2021, and this time consider all the facts that have been presented by Deep South, such as the investment we have done, the level of development where we brought the project, the fact also that COVID-19 has slowed us down for about six months, they were fully aware of that, and uh, even though we have invested 50% more money than what we uh, we have proposed. So all of this and many other factors, the judge has said to the, order the minister to take these in consideration. So now we are awaiting to uh, uh, organize the procedure around that application. That's also, the, the ministry has the right to appeal the decision. And they have up to April 11, So it's less than two weeks or about two weeks time to uh to uh, you know to file their appeal with the, the supreme court so far no sign that they will appeal but uh, uh we'll see you know so it's very positive it's going in the right way and I think the minister will do what is the right thing you know he, he will do it right I'm pretty sure I'm confident so yeah so this a-
0: this um this this one here that you're talking about all right uh for deep um uh, for for deep out the resources um what you know, just, just so for, for all the viewers out there, just to make sure that everybody's on the same uh, same page, here, what is the mineral that you know, what is that mine focused on? It's a copper deposit, The and copper deposit with some, with some molybdenum. And what and what is the, uh, the the tonnages that you were talking
1: there, or how much did you you put in 70,000 drill? What was that again? We had 190, a little bit over 200, uh, 200 drill holes for. A total of 70,000 meters of drilling. Yep. And uh, the last 43-101 resource estimation was showing 850 million tons at 0.31% copper. 850 million tons. Yeah. And uh, we know we can increase the the tonnage. That's not an issue. What we were busy working on is to improve the grade. Uh, because it's it's fairly low grade at 031 percent, but yeah. as the tonnage is there, then uh, you know it's it's already a huge deposit. We're talking of uh, about five billion you know, pounds of copper in the in the ground, so uh, it's quite a lot. And we know we can increase that.
0: And you know before all this uh, all this you know stuff occurred, I not I don't even want to call it legal, but before this stuff occurred. Um, because you know you're talking about brother-in-laws involved in there, and it just doesn't—it just seems all shady uh, and um, targeted, actually, towards uh, your company. Um, but the thing is, is what you do—you recall what your stock was trading at before all this uh, started?
1: Yeah, I will tell you that. But something I want—I would like to clear out. hundred percent. Yes, you're right that you know you say there's a lot of brother-in-law and stuff like this, but you know. It, it's corruption, yes, but it was done by two individuals. It does not. It's not the image of the country. Okay, the country. No, of course is not-, not. No, no, of course not. So, no, no, no. Absolutely, and, I agree and, with you. 100%. Where, where I want to go is this: is that you? That's the type of situation that you can live in any country in the world. 100%. But, I agree. What is very important here is that the rule of law prevailed in, in Namibia, and that's very, very important for investors to understand like that. Finally, Namibia is not a bad country. Okay? No, I like the now, message. I think it's important. It's very important. Uh, yeah. And one of the, th- yeah, you, you said about the market cap. Our market cap before we lost the license was $60 million Canadian. And, and we went down a, a just around $5 million Canadian. Today we're trading at about $10 million Canadian. Okay. Uh, so it's a, a serious setback. But we think that when the situation with the license is uh is resolved and we get the license back uh, you know we see our market cap certainly going up again will it be at 60 million immediately certainly not it will take probably a little bit of time but uh, i would not be surprised to see a 20 30 million you know uh, uh, dollars pretty quick after we get the license back well you know copper has always been
0: uh, an interesting subject because i recall um, <clears throat> about a good 10 years ago 12 years ago i mean they were um, copper was it was so uh, so needed that uh, you know people were stealing them out of uh, uh manufacturing plants uh construction sites uh pulling them out of wires from uh, light poles uh, uh south of montreal was uh, getting hammered i mean you wake up in the morning and street lights are not working anywhere because you know they were all attached to each other then the next thing you know you got a whole a whole section it's just no more street lights working anymore um and, you know, with the electrification of vehicles, uh, copper is going to be on a massive high demand, uh, in my opinion, of course. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: Well, it's already in shortage. And uh, there, there's a couple of, of problem with, with that situation. It's the for about the last 20 years, the industry the uh, amount of, of funds invested in the expiration for copper was quite limited big companies because the price was lower big companies were not putting a lot of money at expiration or or as much as they could have done and smaller companies were having difficulty of getting funding for that so it was limited so what happened now is that you have a demand that is going over the uh, the uh, over the supply and uh, there's not a lot of new project coming into production because there's not a lot of new project discovered. Period. So it's very important to increase the exploration. And what it will what it will do in the meantime, until we have you know enough new uh, uh, deposit found and that can be can go in in production, uh, there will be a shortage and the, the price will squeeze. It's uh, no matter what the price will be uh, will will always tend to go up it's we're, we're probably in a in an important bull market at least for copper it's uh and one of the uh one of you know, an important point also is that you know copper is needed for many things but on top of the electrification of vehicles, you have that for you know uh, cloud storage yeah these huge you know storage facilities are yes. using a load of copper. And that's an inter- industry that is in in full blast. Uh, you know, oh, uh, yeah. you know there, there, there's a lot of things. You know, infrastructures and uh, name it. You know, it's like yeah. uh, so. It's going to be a, a pretty interesting period for copper, uh, but we definitely need to put a lot more money at exploration to discover new deposit. The other thing also is that most of the high grade deposits have been mined, so we need now to mine low grade deposit and adjust technical. Uh, adjust the extraction of the metal to be able to do that at low cost. So um, that's what we were looking to do at uh, at Heidman, and and big companies will have to do that more and more without the choice.
0: Yeah, I see. And um, you know, I was looking at your share structure over here. Um, you know, uh, shares outstanding 169.38 million float of one um, 130 point uh, five nine million held by insiders is fifteen point eight three percent this is a great uh, share structure and uh, the, the fact that you have insiders that are holding on to this is a, it's very interesting as well I wanted to bring up your the the, the whole concept that you're saying about uh, you know these uh, data centers all right going up around the world I was just reading recently um, I think it was in Norway um, can't remember the country but they were saying that they can't build um, you know, weapons, they were, they're talking about, I don't remember if it was missiles or something, they couldn't build because they didn't have the energy anymore because a data center is sucking up all the energy of yep. the area. That's yep. how massive these data centers are. A, a data center could take up uh, the energy of a, of a small town. Uh, it's, yep. it's, it's insane. So yeah, you're absolutely right. We're looking at data centers and I think it was a TikTok data center. So imagine for one company, yeah. TikTok, that was all it was for so yeah we're looking at um the, ne- the necessity of um supply and demand we're going to definitely need a lot more copper where do you see this going right now with uh, this whole uh, legal affair
1: well we hope that uh you know the matter will be resolved within about two months uh, but that's a hope it's it's not something i can i can guarantee yeah, uh, I have no indication it will be like this, but uh, I suppose that uh, if we can get a meeting with the ministry with the minister and the mining commissioner, uh, we will be able to have a better ID from that point. What will be the timeline? Yeah. Uh, as they still have their right to appeal, it's uh, it could take you know another two weeks before we know exactly where we stand. But after that, uh, if they don't appeal, it means that they want to resolve it and uh, then there's a good chance we will get our license back so i would say another one or two months and uh, it should be should be nearly or all resolved and then and
0: the, let's say once this is resolved what are what's the direction of the company what's the the most immediate thing you'll be doing right after
1: well we will resume some work that was uh, suspended uh, such as we will complete these four scoping studies uh, uh with the uh, night old uh, there was one scoping study on water usage, another one on power solutions, another one uh, leach pad assessment, and the last one was a preparation for the uh, impact in, in environmental impact study. Okay, uh, yes. These four things will serve as a basis for the uh, uh, feasibility study to come. Uh, so that they were nearly completed, so we will just give the mandate to an IP to complete that. It can take a couple of weeks and that's it. We will resume the uh, uh, the uh, leaching test work that we're starting in Australia. Uh, you know we have one ton and sap of samples over there waiting for <laughs> to be treated. So we will resume that. Oh yes, we will start working on planning the uh, to resume the uh, the drilling. That will take a little bit longer because we have to. contract the uh, driller and then the drilling company bring their people on site. We have to bring our employees back and so on. So we need a little bit of a a couple of months to be back on track and we will need some funds for the drilling. Uh, We have some funds to resume the other activities without a problem, but the drilling, we will need to raise some funds. Um, Let's see what the cap will be. And we are, we already have some, some, uh, uh, pretty large investors who have shown interest in saying that when you get the license back, you know we would like to participate in some financing. So it's uh, uh, we're not very nervous about that. It's just a question: what will be the market cap? So Pierre, if we're
0: looking at the um, economic assessment of the company, I mean, where do you see this right now?
1: But the last preliminary economic assessment we uh, we produced was in December 2020, okay. at a price of copper of four dollars per pound, which what we have now. The uh, net present value of the project was one point six billion dollars u s, and uh, with a with a capital investment of uh, capex of three hundred and forty million dollars u s. So it's a huge gap in between, yes. which is pretty uh, impressive because in general, you will have over one billion market cap uh, uh, capex for you know a value of uh, over one billion uh, uh, NPV. Now, Normally, the company should trade with a, uh, with a PEA. You should trade between 5 and 10% of the NPV value. So let's put it at 5%. The company should trade at $80 million US. So let's say $110 million Canadian. We're trading at $10 million at the moment. So yeah, you can be so outside it. A, the, a, a large part good, of absolutely. that is due to that legal problem. But resolving the legal problem, that's where we... We should point to you know it's like uh, the the path forward is leading us to at least 120 and 10 million dollars of market cap eventually. And this is
0: based off of the economic assessment. This is a, based off of the 2020. You're saying. Yep. Wow. And we're looking at the fact that uh, you could jump over the uh, pre-feasibility and jump into the final feasibility due to all the work that you guys already have.
1: Yep. Yeah, okay. that does not mean we will not produce a pre-feasibility study
0: no it doesn't mean it
1: that it means but... that we're working to come our goal is to complete a feasibility study but on the way up yeah on, on the development it's possible we will pro- provide a uh, because our last updated uh, preliminary economic economic assessment the pa yeah was near to be a pre-feasibility study oh it's right? near to be a previous okay yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. there the, was missing really to be a pre-feasibility study was uh, a new resource estimation and that's what we will have with the new the the drilling program by the end of the year somewhere early next year we will have a new resource estimation so it's possible we'll just compile the data and see what it looks like with a pfs or not (laughs) we'll see in due course but we are definitely going to the feasibility study well that's that's very interesting because once you're you know usually companies
0: when they're at the feasibility study range i mean they're not that far off from producing or you know you know getting to that point of, you know, having a mine. But, I mean, where where are you at on that, on let's say on, on, on that scale?
1: But listen, we we are n- not near to have a mine specifically, but we're at a level where we can start a, a feasibility study because we have enough data to do that. And 70,000 meters of drilling, it's quite a lot of drilling. But on top of that, many metallurgical tests with different uh, extraction technology, you know, the classical route of grinding, milling, uh, roast leaching has been tested twice, or even three times, uh, heap leaching has been tested also, chloride leaching has been tested, bio leaching has been tested. So, wow. it's, uh, you know, it, there's a huge, huge database. So we're at a level where we can start the development of the project with a feasibility study. That's we're so there? interesting.
0: That's so interesting, because all, all the only thing that, the, so in reality, it's just this issue that had occurred uh, from certain individuals, um, probably with an of course naturally with an ulterior motive um, and uh, now we're, we're and you know from from what I recall, um, these people like they were, Fired? Were they arrested? Was did anything happen to those people that were involved in this?
1: One of them, uh, one of them left the left the ministry one week before the scandal hit the press, and he's now under investigation by the anti-corruption commission. Okay. And mining commissioner has been removed from his seat, and he has been replaced by someone else. Oh, well, there you go. And I'm not sure if there will be an investigation or not. Uh, that I'm not uh, informed. I don't have that information at the moment. No, but we see, we see
0: what's okay. So this is very, very interesting stuff. So. So you know I I'm I'm looking at once this uh, all clears up I mean there's a there's some great potential here of um, of this stock not remaining I mean we were just talking about the economic assessment of 2020 uh you know it's like 12 10 to 13 times under its value just at the moment yeah could be yes I find this very interesting Pierre you know what uh, would you happen to have anything any final thoughts for your investors
1: uh well oh. potential investors. We're heading into a very, uh, very exciting year. If we get the license back, which we're pretty confident it will happen, uh, then we will have some very, uh, you know, some some work that will add quite a lot of value. But on this, at the same time, we have these more greenfield project into Zambia uh, that are right in the middle of the copper belt. And uh, it's one of the most, if not the most prolific copper belt in the world. Uh, we're surrounded by nine large mines that all of them have at, at least the same amount of copper in the ground than what we have in Namibia. Uh, we're on the same geological trend. We have started some. We have completed some sampling, and we we're expecting to issue some results within the next two weeks. Uh, so, uh, and we have already anomalies identified. So we're, we're we're at the right address. You know, we see ourselves as elephant hunters in terms of copper deposits. And Zambia in the middle of the copper belt is elephant country. So you will have upside also coming from some potential discoveries in Zambia. So it's uh, we will have a pretty exciting year on that side.
0: This stock, uh, well, not the stock, but the actually the issue at hand, when it clears up, I would really love to have you on here and uh, to be able to celebrate that and to, um, to, to show it to all the shareholders I mean, you have been very determined, Pierre, Um, you know, to get this cleared up. You have not stopped. Uh, I don't know.
1: Where do you get this determination? Is it for your shareholders? Of course it is. Because I always say something, my assets, of course, I have some shares in the company. That's my asset. But my asset first is my network, is our shareholders. We live or die with our shareholders. That's it because it's like it's it's not like a, you know, we're not having a mine in production. We don't generate any revenues. So to keep going, we need our shareholders. We need the support. So it's very important to you know take care of them. <laughs> and the determination is to take care of my my own asset, which is my my network. You know? I like the way you think, Pierre. It's, it's our network. So it's very, very important.
0: I like the way you think, Pierre. Thank you so much. Pierre, thank you so much for being on Between Plays. You know, like I always say to everybody out here, you know, uh, our motto is research, prepare, plan, execute. This, uh, you know, uh, I find this very interesting, but follow this very close. Honestly, cannot wait for you to come back on the show and to give us some great news and we could put it out there for everyone to see and, uh, you know, celebrate it
1: together. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll be very pleased to come back to the show anytime.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Pierre. Okay. Thanks. Have a nice day. You too. Between Plays, it's the journey and what you do between where you are and where you want to be. Research, prepare. Disclaimer, Between Plays has a contract with said company in this video at the time of recording. Between Plays only takes contracts with companies we believe have an opportunity to deliver a product or service based on our own research. That being said, always do your due diligence. Seek professional financial analyst when investing, this video is for entertainment, educational, and formative purposes. See description for more information. Between Plays Bridging the Gap Between Companies and Investors.